hello, hello, and welcome back, and I am glad to be back. I was on a bit of a hiatus with my own um, oppositions and squares happening in my chart, my natal chart. However, it hadn't been bad at all. Most of the time when we hear astrologers talk, they make things seem like doom and gloom, especially if you follow astrology on Twitter. And I'll take Mercury Retrograde as a prime example. Everyone on Twitter always make Mercury and Retrograde seem like doom and gloom. And a lot of the times, from my own personal experience, nothing happens. Nothing happens. I don't experience what everybody talks about. So, with this being my second year in astrology, I'm now aware enough about astrology to where I can say, okay, I can pay attention to the degree theory and, you know, the aspects and the planets and what they want to teach me specifically what I'm supposed to learn and so forth and so on. And it's been pretty good. I have one opposition, one square, and one in conjunct aspects happening in my chart. <laughs> and it's been... I've had a little bit of frustration, but nothing for me to lose sleep over. I did have one night where I was tossing and turning in bed and could not go to sleep. So what I did was I went and got my gri-gri and I put it in the bed with me and I fell asleep. No problem. So for those of you that do not have a gri-gri, you can make your own. You can find someone that makes them makes them, or you can simply just put a couple of grounding crystals, you know, up under your pillow, and it should help you, you know, get some rest. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about my experience with Mercury and Pisces. Um, in general, however, I do have Mercury and Pisces in opposition to my natal Mercury. Um, the Mercury in Pisces is at the same degree as my natal Mercury. And this is how I paid attention to it. A couple of weeks ago, I was going over my own chart, and I printed an ephemeris table based off of my natal chart for the next year. Now, this is going to go into 2023 of March because I printed it for a year. And in an ephemeris table, it gives me the exact day and the exact um, aspects that's going to be happening in that day. And it's on a month-to-month basis. Now, even if you're a newbie with astrology and you're like, okay... I know the houses, I know the planets, I know the signs, I know a few aspects. I know sextile and trine, and I know square and opposition. You can still print your ephemeris table and use your app, 
your astrology app to find that aspect in your transiting chart and get a clearer picture as to what you will experience on that day. Okay. I'm a little more advanced. I'm like in the middle. I think they call that intermediate. That's where I'm at. So I don't have to do too much looking. So a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at my ephemeris table and it was telling me about the Mercury and Pisces. So Mercury and Pisces in a nutshell, Mercury is communication and Pisces um, is ruled by Neptune and Jupiter. So with the Neptune part, it can be deceit and fantasy, right? Jupiter can mean expansion, as we all know. So what this means is that when people are talking, they will be deceitful and embezzling the truth, right? I forgot about it. And so I was talking to an acquaintance and they were telling me about manifesting. Now, just a quick insert. Anybody who has a water element in their fourth house, you manifest pretty easily, especially when it has something to do with water. So you could go to a lake, a river, or a beach and set your intentions and just swim around in it a bit and you'll manifest that thing that, you know, you spoke into the water. Or you could take a bath or a shower and set your intentions while you're in water and it'll manifest. It's quite easy. Water elements don't have to do much um, when it comes to manifesting. It comes quite easy. So I was talking to an acquaintance who has a water element in their fourth house. And they were embezzling the truth. She was embezzling the truth. And so what she's doing is she relocating. She's relocating and she's renting a house. She's not purchasing it. My intuition told me that she was not purchasing the house. She was renting it. But listening to her talk, she was purchasing this five-bedroom, four-bathroom house that she manifested, right? So she wanted the house. <coughs> she took a look at it. She wanted it. Um, someone else was bidding for the property, and she did sex magic to put her in the, put herself in a position to get this five bedroom four bathroom house and when she was talking to me about it, she used to, all my ancestors did this and they did that, and this is how my ancestors do me and so I said to her, "Well, did you put your petition on the altar for the house? No." I did sex magic, and I manifested it. Okay, so why are you saying your ancestors did A, B, C, D, and E when you know that you did some sexual energy manifestation work? You see, this is how Mercury and Pisces operates. So we fast forward, right? And she was talking to me about the house. 
And so I said to her, because my intuition told me she was renting and not buying. So I said to her, how long do you have to rent before you have the option to buy? Now, only a person that knows a little bit about real estate know that you can do such a thing, right? You would lease for a year or two, maybe three, depending on the state. And they would allow you to lease with the option to buy. And so that's what I asked her. How long do you have to rent in order for you to have the option to buy? And so she says, oh, two years. But you're making it seem like you're buying it, like you're putting the down payment on the house and freshly painted and so it's on the market and this is how she was making a scene so we fast forward again right guys this is mercury and pisces energy and she tells me about a conversation that she had with someone else where she had needed to come up with almost ten thousand dollars in a period of 30 days and the other person has said to her, well, how did you get that amount of money uh, in such a short amount of time? And she says, listen, when you get to know me, you get to know that my manifestation game is quick. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And she's tooting her own horn, reminding me of a very arrogant person. And... My intuition said to me, it's a combination of revenue. And so I sat and I meditated, and I was initially meditating about something else. But during my meditation, it had came up. It's income tax season. She has a two, uh, two people household income is two people's income you have the rent relief program that's happening so she's not paying her current rent to save money but using the rent relief to pay the landlord the rent that she purposely is not paying you have Saved money from previously, money that's in the savings account. You have some people that have domains, that dot com, you know, domain, and you could sell it $1,000, $1,500, $2,000. That domain was sold. Five sources of income that was able to meet the financial deadline in 30 days. And she never mentioned that. My intuition told it to me. This is Mercury in Pisces, where people are embezzling the truth. You have to listen to what's being said and hear what is not being said. People are leaving very important parts of the story out, and it's purposefully. Now, she didn't say that 
she was saving the money for the past few months because she had intentions for to move. She had a set amount in her mind to save for the deposit or whatever the fee. And then more fees came up along the way. When more fees came up along the way, that's when the income tax was filed. She takes certain kids and file taxes and her husband takes some kids and file taxes and that creates more money. She didn't say that she sold a domain to come up with the money. She didn't mention those uh, crypto investments that she could have cashed out on. And she probably did, but never said, that's what I did. You have to listen to what people are being saying, what people are saying during this transit of Mercury in Pisces. I was talking to a family member and I was saying, and the family member told me that there are some people living in my grandfather's property. Now, the property should be abandoned because his children never did anything with the property. So I told my mom and aunt and uncle that I would take the property since they don't want it. They're elderly. They're happy where they're living at. They have no intentions on moving. I'll take the property. So I said to my family member, listen, you're closer to the property. I need you to tell me the address. So the family member sends me a picture of a van being parked, like a family van being parked at the property. And they said, there's somebody living there. You know, I went by one time and the van was there. I went by again and the van wasn't there. That told me that there's somebody living there. I said, it should be abandoned. Nobody should be in it. I contact my mom and tell her and for her to translate that message to her siblings about someone living in the property that it, it should be there, should be abandoned. On top of that, it's my mother that's paying the taxes on the property. Nobody else, just my mom. And so my intuition told me that picture was taken many years ago. That picture was taken many years ago. There's no one in the property. I contact my friend that does real estate, and I said, listen, I need you to do what you do. And I need you to tell me, like, if the deed or the title of the house had been transferred into anybody else's name, I want to get to the bottom of who is living in the house, if there's anyone living in the house at all. And the property title and deed had never been transferred into anyone's name, period. Take a look at the water to see if the water bill was being paid, if there was a water bill, if there was an electricity bill, and there was nothing. 
Now, why did this family member leave out the part that they took the picture years ago is beyond me. No one's in the house. So I said to the family member, listen, I need you to tell me the address because I'm going to come out there and I'm going to take care of whatever paperwork I need to take care of, but I need to get the paperwork on my end um, before I go out there. Family member, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, God, okay. So I log on to the website, you know, the property tax website. I get the information. And I speak to the family member again. And I say the address. And I, yeah, that's it. It was two two houses. Yeah, your grandma had one. It's like a his and hers. But you just said you didn't know the address when I asked you. What was the address? So who do I contact, you know, there, you know, City Hall or whoever? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, my God. You just don't want to get involved because you know. Yes, I graduated Harvard. You like you know. And on top of that, your ass is nosy. You know. You know. Just don't want to get involved. But this is Mercury and Pisces. People embezzling the truth. It's like bam maybe I should say bamboozling. People are just trying to bamboozle other people. So here's the thing. Saturn stores up karma. Karma over a period of time. This karma could come back to us in our lifetime or it could Saturn can hold that karma and pass it down to our children or our grandchildren. This is why we have to pay consequences for the generations before us, our parents and grandparents, the things that they didn't do or the things that they did wrong. And their Saturn, you know, decide, I'm going to pass this down to your children and your grandchildren. This is why we have to heal generational curses and pathologies. Because our family didn't do what they were supposed to do. And they knew they just didn't do anything. They just left it. So we have to clean it up. Not fair. But that's what it is. So Saturn stores up long-term karma. Mars stores up short-term karma. This is when you look at the videos on social media and you see somebody drops a water balloon on someone else as a prank and then they run and they slip and fall into the pool. Instant karma. That's how Mars works. Mars sits in a sign for 30 days, about 30 days, depending on the month. And it goes around the uh, natal chart in a year. It spends one month in each sign and in each house. And as it's in that one house, it goes through the entire 30 degrees. Okay. The south node is also a planet of karma or an asteroid. Let's just call it a node. The south node is a node that stores karma as well. Good or bad. And the south node is currently in Scorpio at 25 degrees. Guess what Scorpio does? It gets to the bottom of things. It finds the truth, and then it brings the truth to the surface. 
it exposes the truth. So while Mars is storing up karma, the south node is storing up karma as well. So with Mercury being in Pisces and people are purposefully being deceitful, the south node is storing up that energy and it's saying, okay, I'm going to expose you because you had no real reason to bamboozle anyone. You didn't gain anything from bamboozling anyone. So while the people are thinking that they're being slick, as I said in my previous podcast, everything slick don't slide. They're thinking that they're being slick, but the South Node is going to expose the truth. So what's going to happen? The South Node will progress and it will ingress. That means it will go forward in degrees and it will go backwards uh, in degrees. And we call that a retrograde. And when that South Node goes into that retrograde, that is when it's going to expose the truth in retrograde. Now, 25 degrees rules Aries, which is also ruled by Mars. So when the truth gets exposed, it's going to happen quickly. And it's going to initiate. It's going to cause a situation to happen that will initiate the exposure of the truth. We currently have our Mars in the astrology sign Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus. So there's going to be a shakeup, a suddenly, an all of a sudden exposure of the truth. Now, there's some good aspects to having Mercury in Pisces. So we currently have Neptune, Mercury, and Jupiter in Pisces. This, with Mercury being in Pisces in itself, this is a good time to think positively, feel positively, and speak positively. We are in a season of manifestation, and we can finesse life while we have this accommodating atmosphere where things can manifest easily, right? So you want to... Speak things positively, your affirmations, your mantras, even when you're talking to people, um, you want to do it in a positive way. Because just as the self-node is storing up karma, you can, as a co-creator, create positive karma for yourself. It is the law, the universal law of cause and effect. What you put out will ripple right back to you. So just put out positive so that when it ripples back to you, you'll get positive. You can hold the door open for someone. You can let someone go, you know, in the grocery line before you. Um, You can say, hey, nice shoes you're wearing, nice jacket you have on give someone a compliment um answer someone's question on social media maybe they want to know 
um, about landing pages or entrepreneurship or crypto taxes, um, if you know anything that will be helpful, um, share that information, okay? This is also a good time to do your vision board. Um, so I thought about doing a like an electronic vision board. And the reason why I call it electronic is because I'm doing it on my iPad. I opened up a Word document. I take some pictures, crop them, edit them, whatever. And I put it into that single Word document. And for me, that's my electronic vision board. So if anyone comes to my house, they don't see my vision board hanging on my wall to know what it is that I'm trying to envision for myself or what it is that I'm trying to manifest, okay? Now, most of us have learned that when we keep what we're doing to ourselves, everything goes real smooth. But when you start sharing it with other people, that's when things become tumultuous. So my idea of an electronic vision board is simply to keep it to myself because I know things will go smoothly. Another tip that I want to give you is spiritual baths. Whatever it is that you choose to put in your bath, put that in your bath. I heard a story from this girl where she said she needed to do a cord cutting between herself and her ex-husband. And she wasn't into like candle work or anything like that. So what she did was she got walnuts. She put nine walnuts in a pot and boiled it until the water turned black. Nine symbolizing the number of end. And she took a bath in this walnut water. And she said it was a cord cutting. And she also said that it worked wonders. And she said that whenever her and her ex-husband had to get together, you know, when it was his time to take the children, he noticed that something had changed, but he couldn't put his finger on what changed. Like, he wasn't connected to her, like how he was used to being connected to her. But she knew what she had done, and she kind of laughed she was tickled pink behind him not being able to figure out you know why he's not spiritually attached to her any longer <laughs> so walnuts is an option <laughs> i personally i personally like to get herbal teas you know they have um the herbal tea in flower form and you just kind of steep it in some water and, you know, make your tea. Well, I use it for my spiritual baths. Um, so that's an idea for you as well. Um, some people go to botanical stores and get, you know, 13 herbs spiritual bath and 23 herbs spiritual bath, La Siente Potencia bath. And they use that as their spiritual bath. But the point is, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with, that's the bath that you can take. So what you want to do if you're looking to manifest love or money, now's a really good time to do it. With this alignment that we have, 
with Neptune, Jupiter, and Mercury. Okay? You want to use that element of water because that alignment, um, well, Neptune is the element of water. So water manifestation is really good. Now, when it comes to cleansing your home of any stagnant energy, we know that we're in the spring season. Um, spring equinox was when the sun entered Aries at zero degrees. And typically what people do in spring is they do their spring cleaning. Now, there are some people that use different floor washes. They may buy it or they may make it themselves. They mop their floors with it and wipe things down and so forth and so on. Some people just use Florida water to, you know, mop their homes and wipe things down like the walls and tables and a stove and counters and cabinets and stuff like that with the Florida water. People burn incense or sage or the Palo Santo stick, um, you know, to cleanse out that stagnant energy in the home. For me personally, what I did was I bought a regular scented candle right from out of the supermarket. I have my Lysol cleaning supplies, the wipes and the spray and the, the um, floor wash. I just simply cleaned with my Lysol products. I opened up the windows. I lit my scented candle. I played some music. I actually played Hot 97. And I was speaking positively in my atmosphere. And I was using words like abundance and prosperity, peace and happiness. So I said that to say you don't have to spend a lot of money to cleanse out your home. You can use your regular household cleaning supplies, open up the windows, play some music, and you'll see that the stagnant energy is removed by the time you get done with cleaning your home. Now, for the protection aspect of it, I do have different types of protection and grounding crystals around my home. Now here is a spray that I use when traveling, whether I'm going to stay at a family member's house or I'm going to stay at a hotel in a different state or different country. This is what I use. You want to get you a spray bottle, um, a traveling size spray bottle or regular size spray bottle, whatever you choose. And you want to put some water in it, right? Then you want to add a bit of Florida water in it. You want to add two caps of vodka or rum. You want to get yourself some lavender, orange, and clove essential oil. Add a couple of drops of each essential oil. Shake it up. Spray around your house. Uh, while the windows are open after you're done, you know, cleaning and everything like that. And that will, it will remove any residual stagnant energy and protect your home at the same time. Okay. Or 
you can use some holy anointing oil. And this anointing oil, uh, where will you find it in the Bible? Oh, man. Let me think. Wait a minute. I'm thinking it's in Exodus chapter 30. If you look in Exodus chapter 30 or you Google um, scriptures for anointing oil, it'll come up. So this is, you want to get you, what I do with this is I get, I use my old honey jars with the screw lid. Um, if you don't have one of those, you can use a mason jar. You want to almost fill it to the top with olive oil. You want to leave some space because you're going to um, add some more essential oils, okay? So you want to pretty much fill it with essential um, olive oil. Then for the essential oils, you want to get myrrh, cassia, cinnamon, and calamus. You want to put some of that in there. Add more cinnamon oil than you do the myrrh, cassia, and calamus. So let's just say you use a cup of cinnamon oil. Then you want to use a spoon of myrrh, cassia, and calamus. You want to blend that bad boy together, stir it up, shake it up, whatever it is that you want to do with it. And you can take that oil and actually anoint your doorways, the doorways of your home with that oil. I typically do it on the floors, the entryways of the floors of my home. The front door, the back door, the bedrooms, the living room, the kitchens, the bathrooms. I put it on the floor. I don't put it on a wall because that oil will stay there. Or what you can do is using that same spray bottle, put some water in that spray bottle, put a little bit of that oil conjunction into that spray bottle, shake it up and spray around your home. It'll remove stagnant energy and protect at the same time. Okay. So that is my tips for the spring equinox home cleansing. The last thing that I want to add is on March 27th, 2022, Mercury will enter the sign of Aries. When Mercury enters the sign of Aries, you're going to find that either you or those around you, even your children or your spouse, everybody's going to be argumentative. People are going to react quickly and think quickly and speak speak quickly. It's going to be a lot of quarreling. You'll even see it on social media, a lot of quarreling. You'll see it on the news, a lot of quarreling, okay? So what you want to do with Mercury in Aries is to think before you talk. Because once you say something, it's already out there. You can't take it back, okay? So think before you talk and think before you act. Take your time to think things through and make sure you have all of the facts. Keep in mind that Neptune in Pisces is an imaginary or an imaginative time frame. 
And so things may be a bit delusional or elusive, or you may not have the whole truth or all of the facts that you need in order for you to make a conscious decision for yourself, okay? So take your time when Mercury goes into Aries. All right, you guys, I thank you for spending some time with me today. Um, I'm going to go back on my hiatus for a little while. And if I have anything of any importance to share, I will be back to share it. And soon I will get to my astrology and Bible study podcast. All right, you guys, talk to you soon.